boy, oh boy, oh boy. Seems like it was only yesterday that many of us gathered here in this place and we sang Christmas songs and we had the candles and we were wishing everybody Merry Christmas. Seems like it was just yesterday, but it wasn't. It was the day before yesterday, right? And a lot has happened since the day before yesterday, right? Namely, Christmas. Everybody say, whew, Christmas finally came. And now it's over. Now we can move on. Hmm. I don't know. It seems like a lot of people have already moved on. I mean, I got in the car dark and early this morning and turned on the Christian radio station like I normally would on Sunday morning. The same radio station that ever since the day after Thanksgiving has been playing nonstop Christmas music this morning. Day one. Christmas is over. It's time to move on, right? It's time to start thinking about New Year's and bowl games and the playoffs. Some of us, right? But did you know that there are even churches that canceled services today because they're so worn out celebrating Christmas Eve? Churches around our nation are all christmas out. It's time to move on, isn't it? It just seems like the right thing to do. Well, Talk about Christmas Eve. I was a little worried myself. The sermon that I prepared, I wanted to make some remarks about the baby Jesus. And I did make these remarks. And of course, if you were here for that, you know those remarks were, the point was that Christmas isn't all about the sweet little baby Jesus, right? Remember that holy drool, right? Oh, you had to be there. It was great. Um, But I didn't want people to think that I was against baby Jesus. I like baby Jesus. I like all babies. But I didn't want people to think that I was saying something bad about baby Jesus. I wanted to make sure that we understood that there's something a little bit more. That Christmas isn't just all about baby Jesus. Because if it is, then we can move on now. Because, yeah... It's already been born, we've already seen the baby, we've already had the silent night, now we can move on. But if Christmas is not just about baby Jesus, then there's still some things we need to think about. The point is this, even with all the Christmas joy and celebration and and singing and, and, and candles raised in the air, as we all did those kinds of things, Somebody still went to bed hungry. Somebody was still scared of something. Somebody still woke up the next morning missing a loved one. Somebody still was dealing with incredible pain and sickness. With all the beautiful songs about peace and love, people all over the world still relied on their militaries to keep their strategies updated. See, if Christmas was just about the little baby Jesus, it's okay to move on. But if it's not, we realize 
that even as we did those things, there was still darkness in our world. There's still great places of darkness. And I don't want us to forget about baby Jesus, but I do want us to think about the other babies of the Christmas story. What happened to those babies? You tell me. They didn't just die. They were murdered. Now, let's put our heads together and let's pull out some guesses. When you read that, how many babies do you think Herod murdered? What do you think? Thousands? Five thousand? Ten? Who knows, really? But I've heard it suggested that taking into consideration population dynamics and all that kind of thing, really, the number was probably about 20 to 30. Only 20 to 30. Let me give you a self-confession here. I was just like you. I've always thought, yeah, thousands. This is horrible. This is horrendous. And then when somebody said, well, it might have just been 20 or 30, I thought, oh, only 20 and 30. Only 20 and 30. Are y'all with me? Only? can't tell you how bad that makes me feel because I thought, well, okay, at least it wasn't this many, but it was only. But, you know, for only then 20 or 30 families, they celebrated Christmas that first Christmas in darkness. I don't want us to forget about baby Jesus, but I want us to think about all the other babies, too. What has happened to some of all the other babies even since that time? Many have grown up, many have prospered, many have done great things, but many of them have suffered as well. And what has happened to other families and other nations since that time? They have suffered as well. Maybe not by Herod. Maybe Herod wasn't out looking for them. But they have suffered even still with all the lights, with all the music, and with all the pretty celebration. They have suffered. We are afraid, but despite that, We are coming for Mass. That was the comment of one Christmas Eve worshiper. Now, you don't know her, and I don't know her. She doesn't live around here. She actually lives in Baghdad. But she is a sister in our faith. She shares and she follows the faith of Christ and has a deep commitment and faith to Christ. Now, what you have to recognize about her Christmas Eve experience is that just just under two months ago, October 31st, Her church was a target of a militant group that came in and killed over 50 people during a worship service. And as they gathered for Christmas Eve, her and a couple of hundred, few hundred people with her, they had to be checked for weapons. Their cars had to be searched out completely. They had razor fences around their church. And that's how they celebrated Christmas Eve. She was afraid, and I assume that many other people with her were afraid as well. But I also believe that they knew something about trust. Something about being fearful 
and trusting God in those fearful times. What about us? You see, I, I don't ever want to knock any other church. I love all our churches. We all have things about us that aren't where it needs to be. But you know what? You and I are having church here this morning for a reason. We're not going to let Christmas get away so fast because we still need to be reminded that there are dark places in this world and in us. There are still places where we need to be reminded of God's light. And until that time when we don't need to be reminded, we are going to be here. You know, with me? See, because here's the truth as well. Many of us, in this place, have suffered. Suffered greatly in many ways. And many of us here are suffering in many ways. And we need to be reminded of God's light. Christmas isn't, and it can't be, just about baby Jesus because baby Jesus grew up to be a man. And that man that he grew up to be New suffering, too. He knew what it was to live a life devoted to other people and how a life like that can get you in trouble. He knew what it meant to have nothing but love for other people and how other people would try to take advantage of that. He knew what it meant to give everything that you had to God and to have that taken away from you. He knew suffering. And friends, we can trust that he knows our suffering as well. He knows us. He knows our suffering because he knew suffering. And the writer of Hebrews tells us, because so, we can trust him. We can trust that our suffering is not what God wants for us. We can trust that what we go through here in this life and in this world is not what God wants to give us. Why? Who knows why we suffer? We've been trying to figure that out for years and for years and for generations. That's why a lot of this was written. That's why people have gone over it back and forth, back and forth. Why do we suffer? We don't really know. But what we do know is that the one who suffered with us is trustworthy for us. Because Christ suffered, Christ is able to help, is what Hebrews tells us. God doesn't just think, well, it's only you that's suffering. You know, most of my people are doing okay. It's only this one little group here. If it's only you, then that's too much. Because he suffered, he is able to help. This Christmas light, friends, is for everyone. And that includes you and me this morning. And if we weren't here this morning, maybe we, we, would, we would miss that reminder. So as long as we need to be reminded of God's light, we will be here. I don't know about you, but I'm going to be here trust that God is calling you to be here as well so that before we move on there will be a time to move on 
When you come next time, the tree probably won't be here, and the other candles won't be here, and we will have shifted what we're thinking about a little bit. We will have moved on. But before we move on, I want you to make sure that you can trust in the one that is able to help. Pray with me. Oh, loving and faithful God, thank you for the moments in our lives that we can truly celebrate and know that you are with us because we can see it on each other's faces and our smiles and the way we treat each other and the joy that can be shared. But help us also, God, to learn that there are other times in our lives that don't seem the same way. In those times, Lord, teach us to trust. Teach us to trust that you can help us. Teach us to learn to live by your life. For the life here in this place, God, who needs to be reminded of your life, for the life here in this place, God, that needs to be, that needs to know that you are able to help. Hear these prayers now, God. As your children, we give you honor and we put our trust in you. Amen. Yeah, amen.